integrity, and goodness. So when it says patience, patience is a virtue, patience is a righteousness, is a respect, it's an integrity, and it's a goodness. So in order to, and so when we have patience, it's a positive thing. It's, it's of a, a godliness, amen? When praying about this message, God continued to put in my spirit patience. But I kept um, somewhat reneging against it because I said, God, it felt like I, too long ago, sometime this year, preached on patience. And so I kept battling with it. But he kept it in my spirit. Patience, patience. And so obviously I had to submit to what God um, put on my spirit. And when I was starting to think about that, it brought my mind to several things. One was back when I was in high school, um, either it had just started or it hadn't at the time. But when I was in high school, you had to go all the way through high school before you can start college, period. But now they have dual enrollment where you can do it really, really quick. And then when I went to college, they had where for your master's degree, I remember you had to go through a longer process. But then when I got there, they said, well, we have an accelerated master's program where you can get it within a year or a little over a year. And now if you look on so certain programs, TV programs, they can build a house within a day or two. And if you want to go further than that, Baby chicks, they can shoot medicine in them, and they grown. You can eat them within a month. Everything is so fast-paced. So obviously, they heard a cry from society and, and all those arenas to where they felt everything needed to be sped up. Now, there are some advantages with those things, but everything is in a hurry. Working out process and taking time as it's usually, you used to be seems as if it's a negation with that. Everything is fast-paced, pick up, do this, do that quickly, 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 quickly. And process seems to be put on a back burner. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to say thank you, Father. Thank you for another opportunity, Father God, to speak your word in spirit and in truth, Father. I pray that you increase, that I might decrease, God, that your name is honored and glorified up on high. Let us not say or do more or less than you have us to, to bring honor, glory, 
in reverence to your name, Father. Let us go beyond being a hearer of your word and a doer of your word, Father. Now let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. You are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer, Father. Have your way fully, and we'll be careful to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. There are a plethora of scripture that encourages one to be patient. So why is that so important? Remember, Revelations 22 and 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. See, what we as people call new inventions or technology isn't new to God. He created it all, and he put it in the minds of man to put it into fruition by way of inventions for his purpose. So when we see how we can put something in a microwave and have a full meal in minutes, God did that. When we can send a letter by way of email in seconds, God did that. And how we can travel from one country to the next in a day, God did that. And how we can look up historical artifacts through Google, God did that. It's not new, but just like we quote what Satan meant for our bad, God turned it around for our good, that works vice versa too. What God intends for our good, Satan desires us to, to use it for our detriment. Amen? Let me give you some examples. Facebook, cell phone, all these quick, fast advances for our upgrade, Satan uses it to hinder. Amen? Sister Renee and I went out to dinner a while back, and we saw a family of four. Husband, wife, and son and daughter. All four of them, for minutes, had their cell phones out. All four of them. The wife was here, the, the husband there, the daughter was called from the, the mother, and the son called from the um, father. All four of them, for minutes, had their heads down. They didn't look up at all of each other. They were plucking away at their phones. Satan is taking away the line of communication away from family. Why you even go out? You gonna do that? All four of them for minutes. We were just looking at saying, what did you believe in? They all four of them, like I said, they didn't even look up. They weren't even talking, just sitting there. He's taking away line of communication away from family. These amenities are there, are meant to give us quick advancement. But it has made it challenging for a lot of new converts and has influence on the church overall. Why? Because if God doesn't move, God doesn't move as fast as the world does. Purposely now, it's not that the world has an advantage over God. 
But God doesn't move as fast as the world does purposely. We as Christians must stay the course and let the word be our guide and standard. And it's this Bible standard that has always encouraged patience. Amen? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Turn there for a second. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And it reads, But they that what? But they that what? Wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Do you need strength sometimes? Shall mount up with wings as eagles. Do you need wings sometimes? They shall run. Do you need to run sometimes? Shall not be weary. They shall walk and not what? And not faint. Amen? So those, in other words, those who make a conscience of their duty to him, God, and by faith rely on him and commit themselves to his guidance, will find that he will not fail them. He has sufficient grace for them in every situation. He should renew your strength, renew your anointing, and then check this part out. And when you find yourself in dark places, supply you with a lamp. This is what this scripture is talking about. That's what God does. But it only comes when you do what? Wait upon the Lord. Everybody in a hurry. In a hurry. In a hurry to go well. That's the title. Where we going? If you want all those advantages, it requires you what? To wait upon the Lord. Amen? Turn to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew 24. The key verse is 13, but I'm going to read something before that. I'm going to start at verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear wars, rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. All these are the what? Beginning of sorrows. Okay? Beginning of sorrows. Then he says, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, shall what? Kill you, be hated of all nations for my sake. All those things say false prophets shall rise up, deceive many. Iniquity shall abound. Love of many shall wax cold. Look at all those detrimental things. But then look at verse 13. But he that shall what? Patience again. See all these advantages? But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall what? You see the advantage that patience give us? All those things before that are negative things, harmful. Say those are all beginning of sorrows. But say don't worry about all that. All those are distractions. As long as you do what? Endure until the end. 
patience. He said, you still, you're going to be saved. He said, when all those things happen, just don't give up your salvation. You just endure it to the end. You're going to be saved, so don't worry about all the distractions. You got to just what? Endure until the end. The one scripture we read before that, it says what? Wait on the Lord. Everybody's in a what? Hurry. Where we going? Everybody's in a hurry. If I pray today and God don't answer the next minute, throw in the towel. He told us all through scripture. Who are we following after? What God's words say or society? God never told us about all this hurry stuff. His word never said that. I'm reading the scriptures to you and showing you that. So if we're submitting to God's will and God's way, who are telling us that we should be in a hurry that when I pray to God now, he's supposed to answer it right now? I'm reading the scriptures showing what he's saying. So why are we coming every Sunday? Why are we going, doing devotions? Why are we doing Bible studies or Sunday school? Why are we doing that if we're not following the word and I'm showing you what his word is saying? We don't move at the world's beat. The world is running crazy. We got to submit to him. And he's showing you what patience is. Amen? So we got to submit to what God's words saying. The response of Scripture. Return to that and read that again. Please ask this 9. In 11. I return and saw under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. See, in every arena of life, where we thought someone or something was swift or strong, or it couldn't be taken down, we saw what happened to it. They said the Titanic couldn't sink. What happened? They said Mike Tyson couldn't be thrown, couldn't be knocked down. What happened? And everywhere we saw in the natural was someone couldn't it be outrun or something couldn't be taken down? It came down. But nothing can take your salvation away. But you, you can give it up by walking away from living by God's truth. No one can take it away from you. But if you continue to strive in Christ and spirit and the truth, you're secure. Listen, in these last days, it's only going to become more challenging. So we better prepare now for endurance in Christ. Amen? Just because the world is moving like a chicken with its head cut off, we don't have to do it. Have you ever seen a chicken literally with his head cut off? Man, that thing is going everywhere, don't it? Running everything. <laughs> Mr. Wolf used to cut them off, head cut off. Man, chicken run everywhere. That's how the world is. We're not like that, amen? God doesn't move like that. Psalms 24 and 1 says, The earth is the what? Lord's and the fullness dwell uh, thereof. And guess what else it says? And they that dwell therein. He sets the standard. We move to his beat. 
So we need to submit to his word. Amen. Where are we in a hurry to go? Everybody in a hurry. Where are we going? Second Peter, chapter three, please. Second Peter, chapter three, verse eight. Are you there? It reads, "But beloved." Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Now, if a sovereign God who is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent everywhere at the same time, if he values patience, with comparison of a thousand years with one day, who are we to rush him when we pray to him? When we petition him for something? We must remember that he is controlled and we are under his guidance, direction, and authority. Wherever we submit to his authority, there's great benefit. Amen? Let me remind you again what the Isaiah just read. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings as eagles, shall run, not be weary, shall walk, not faint. Renew strength. Like I said, we need renewed strength sometimes because we get tired in the natural and spiritually, don't we? Sometimes it requires us to have to pick up our pace. So it says we'll be able to run and not be weary. And in the midst of that running, there are times that it will require us to walk long distance. And he said, we won't fail. These are benefits and advantages of patiently waiting on God. So if God says a thousand years is but a day, man, we can't imagine waiting a month sometimes. But he said that if he says that, we can't rush him. Sister Ward and I were talking this morning in the Sunday school, and she was saying to you how she was praying on something, and what God was on, God answered the prayer. And it was on time. But now she was praying for it for, in our natural time, a while. But look, God answered it. And you know what? It's on time. What we say, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. But he passed away and prayed for years. But God just answered it. It was on time. I remember when uh, Sister Renan and I used to teach the youth, and we had, you know, several of them every now and then would give us issues. And I just remember telling her, just keep praying for them. Some of the youths would end up getting becoming, had gotten high school and finally had, started kind of being, having a relationship with her, being nice to her. And I said, you remember we were praying with her that little? She said, God, they, they seems nice. 
They they dating. They 11, 12 grade now. I said, no, it don't matter. When we prayed way back then, God answered it now. Now, and I've since that make no sense because you said I needed to behave even in class then. But God knows what he's doing. Amen. So he's on time. Amen. Here are a few scriptural stories, promises God made that required patience. Turn to Genesis 12. Genesis 12, I read verses 1, 2, and 3. Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation and will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be our blessing. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee, and thee in thee shall the families of the earth be blessed. God promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. But at that time, Abraham and his wife Sarah had no children. But God continued through the years to restate the promise from Genesis 13 all the way to 18. Abraham, known as the man of faith, took his wife's suggestion and had a child with a handmaid and had Ishmael a son, but wasn't the son God intended for Abraham. So finally, Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90. How many women to wait, wait that long to have a baby? And God gave them their son, Isaac. Though it took years of patiently waiting, they received the promise of God. Hebrews 6 and 15 says, And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Patiently endured. Not these days. Everybody in a hurry. But where are we going? Everybody is in a hurry. Another Bible story. Genesis 37. I'll read verses 27, 28. Genesis 37, 27, and 28. About Joseph. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers were content that they passed the Midianites and merchants, and they drew and lifted Joseph out of the pit and sold him to the Israelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. And even though he didn't understand everything, he trusted God to work it out. Still, Joseph patiently worked faithfully in each situation he was in. He waited for God to fulfill the promise that he would be the leader of his people. Joseph needed patience to allow God to accomplish his purpose in Joseph and his family life. Patience through it all. Some situations you find yourself in, and you may say, man, God, I don't see how this is going to turn out for my good. Just pace and wait for God. Pace and wait for him. Now, how in the world, throw him in a pit, how do you think that's going to work out for him? But he patiently waited for the Lord. Patiently waited, and it worked out for him in the end. You know his brothers thought they had the advantage. Yeah, they got silver and everything. 
And in the end, no, he said, I make my, your enemies your what? Footstool. Another Bible story. We often hear people say um, someone has a patience of who? Job. But see, Job knew God had a plan and was willing to accept what God allowed in his life. In the end, God restored to Job twice as much as he had in, in the beginning. That was Job 42 and 10. Think about it. There are only benefits when we are patient in the Lord. Always benefits. But there's not always benefits in the world. But how often are we patient with the world? How often are we patient with the world? You think about it. A person can treat us wrong over and over again. And we patiently right back in their what? Their face. A restaurant can mess up your dish, and next week you're right back there. Our job can wrong us for years. And we patiently suck it up and stay there. Yet our patience is short or challenged with a sovereign God who has never failed, lied, hurt, or hindered us. He only bless us. But we sure short-tempered with him. And he's never done nothing but blessed us. Isn't that something? We need to trust him at his word. Isn't that something? We'll put up with everybody but when it comes to God, who never failed, lied, hurt, or hindered us, only blessed us, we short with him. It's only the church that we make all these excuses to. person cuss you out next week in their face. The church, read a scripture that hits you. I ain't going there no more. All you do is talk about me. The stoke and say you're wrong side clothes five times. You're still there. We patient with the world, coming to the Lord. Don't do it. Finally, once the king announced that anyone who wanted to be a part of a post-person assistant must meet him, many people came. The king said the first one to fill the pot with the pond's water will have the job. But the pot had a hole in it. So right away, that turned half of the people away. Some walked away in disgust. Others tried to do it, but they left saying, the work is too hard. This little hole making the water fall out. And they said, besides, we know the king already knows who the assistant's going to be. But one man kept filling the pot up with water a few moments at a time. At last, the pond became empty, and the man found the diamond ring in the empty pond, and he gave it to the king. And the king said, the ring is a reward for your patience and hard work. You are fit for the job. What this showed was that everyone desired by word and thought to be the personal assistant to the king, but by deed, not so. Luke 14, 28 says, 
For which of you intend to build a tower, sit it down, not down first, and count it the cost, whether you have sufficient to finish it. Likewise, the average person in his or her right mind will say they want to hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But many don't want to submit to the biblical standards in spirit and in truth, and in truth to receive that saying, amen? It takes long suffering to be a Christian. That's why it's called long suffering. It's not called short suffering. It's called long suffering for a reason. Finally, 2 Corinthians 4 and 17 says, for our light affliction, which is but for a what? Moment. But it worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Listen, we always heard it's hard to be a Christian. It's going to take some endurance. But Christ said in the end, it's a light affliction because we're going to be with him for eternity. Everybody's in a hurry to do what? Let's submit to what this here is saying. It takes patient endurance, but the victory is given to those who endure to the end. Amen? Patience is a virtue. It's a righteousness, a respectful integrity, a goodness in the Lord. Let us not be in a hurry unless you're in a hurry to do the work of the Lord. Amen? God's word for God's people.